We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We still got a long ways to go. I mean, they did it for, for 20 years. Um, and so um, all we can do is take it year in, year out, day, week in, week out, and day every single day. I mean, it's uh, it's something that uh, it's a, that's the long goal is to win that many championships and, and bring those titles to this organization. Um, but all we can do is focus on the Ravens this week, and that's what we're trying to do. Patrick Mahomes discussing the Patriots, kind of lording over everything, chasing down Tom Brady, New England. Uh, and I do wonder where Patriots fans are at on this. Like, I think they've been – maybe I'm wrong about this. We haven't talked about it a ton this week. Maybe I'm missing it. It's hour number two, Jones and Mego. I, I think Patriots fans are kind of lying in hiding right now. Last week was a lose-lose for Patriots fans. Like, no matter what, somebody you hated was advancing to the AFC title game. And I think Patriots fans are more afraid of the Chiefs, more afraid of Patrick Mahomes. It'll never happen. No one's ever going to catch Brady. No one will ever win that many Super Bowls. Bill's the GOAT. Andy Reid will never catch him. Like, all these things that I've heard fans say and parrot and repeat. Like, they're all at stake. And they're all at stake sooner than you realize, sooner than anyone ever would have imagined. Well, no one's ever going to win six like Bill and Brady. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's like Mahomes is going to be halfway there it, within like a year of people saying that, two years of people saying that. No one's ever going to catch that. They're going to be halfway there, like in the in the blink of an eye. And so I am curious. Mm-mm-mm. What? They got to get past the Ravens. Okay, but I'm saying if they do it this year. Ravens got to get past them. So this is what I mean. When I ask how terrified you are. When I ask how terrified you are of Patrick Mahomes, that's what I mean. Because you're right. If Mahomes gets knocked out this weekend against Lamar Jackson, no harm, no foul. I don't think he's going anywhere. But that discussion goes away till next year until they're back in the AFC title game again and probably in the mix for a Super Bowl again because that's what Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs do every year. But if he wins this weekend, and he wins again two weeks from Sunday, and he's got his third Lombardi, it's getting tight. So how terrified should Patriots fans be? It sounds like you don't think they should be that afraid because you think Baltimore is going to take care of business and nothing to worry about. I do think Baltimore is going to take care of business, and I really want that for Lamar. I don't have any, like, it's different for me because I'm I'm not a Patriots fan. I didn't grow up a Patriots fan, so I don't have this feeling of, oh, no, like we were talking about passing the belt. Like, oh, no, Mahomes is going to take the belt from Brady. And I'm really setting myself up for a weekend full of wrestling here. Yep. And I, <laughs> I just, like, I so I don't have the same feeling about it. I just think that when you talk about, He's almost halfway there. Even Mahomes is, though Mahomes is very young. And Brady had that long, long gap where he was going to Super Bowls, losing to the Giants uh, before the real second chapter of the dynasty. I still think that by saying, ooh, he's almost halfway there, it's like really putting the cart before the horse. 
Like, yes, you're halfway there. And Why then, is that putting the cart before the horse? Because I think it'll be Mego, he needs to win. Two, he needs to win two more games, and he'll be halfway there. Yeah, I'm saying, and no, but he'll be halfway to six Super Bowls and not even the seven that yeah, Brady had. Fine, I, I'm talk, I guess I'm talking more again because it's Patriots. You're talking fans. about the Chiefs versus the Patriots yeah, dynasty. And like you know, I mean, if Mahomes gets six, it's at least a debate, isn't it? If Mahomes gets six and Brady has seven, it's a debate. Oh, absolutely. Right. I, I think for some people, it's already a debate. I mean, I saw the crazy thing that Mad Dog had about how Brady was a game manager and Mahomes is is a better quarterback. You can make that claim to me about early Brady, about first three or definitely first two Super Bowl Bradys. I wouldn't agree with you. I think it's really hard to match those eras up for Bella who they are. <laughs> um, but I don't. I I think I still maybe I'm maybe I'm like being too conservative. I still think it's too early to be like, oh no, shaking your boots. They're almost there. Like they're not. They're they're not okay. even halfway there. So yet. here's here's I hear a lot of people saying things like but that. But I I'm, it also makes me sit there and go. I'm I'm not gonna say sit there and say nobody's ever gonna get more than the Patriots. Well, so thank you. So that that's that was something that people were saying in you know 2016 and 2018. No one's ever gonna do this. No one's ever gonna replicate the success. Mm, I'd be careful saying that. Like before before Brady even retired, the next guy started. But before Bill couldn't get a job, the next dynasty may have started right under your nose. And so I don't know that no one's ever going to do it. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely don't feel that way. I just am not saying right now that this is definitely it. Mahomes just turned 28. Uh, I'm sorry. He is 28. He turned 28 uh, in September. So I take that back. He's 28 years old. Brady won his third at 27. So I guess one way of looking at it, Arkan, is Brady was ahead of Mahomes and this and that. Although Mahomes has already been to three Super Bowls, just like Brady has been to three Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. Mahomes only has two wins. But Mahomes has MVPs to go along with it. Mahomes has already been to six straight AFC title games to start his first six years, which Brady did not do. And with one more piece of hardware, you can say, I mean, not only is he on track, he's ahead of Tom Brady's schedule. Number two. Also, Brady had that 10-year stretch where he didn't win anything. Okay, that's what I was just going to say. Thing. Sorry, yeah. That's okay, the biggest so part of it. Brady didn't win number four until he was 37. Yeah. yeah. So Mahomes has nine more years to win two. Is Mahomes going to win two out of the next nine? Like he'll be he'll be way ahead of Brady's pace. Is he going to play nine more years? Most, he could. Most quarterbacks do. I mean, he's gotten a lot more banged up than Brady did over the course. That's of his the career, other I'd argument. Say. So the two arguments here to yes. me, if you're like looking, how for... how many games has Mahomes missed in his career? I don't know. I just remember him getting a bunch of concussions and getting injured and missing games and okay, limping around on the, the field. 16, 14. Brady, Brady missed like 16, one season and that's it. 14, 15, 17, 17, 16. Some of those might – I think the 14 he played was the year he got dinged up. I think some of the other ones were he was being rested at the end of the year. So, like, I, I'm not sure he's not going to stay healthy. I don't know why people say that. I mean, that. he might. He might. But I do think that, number one, his skill set of evading the pocket and getting away from the rush. Is he that different than Aaron Rodgers? Is eventually go- No, I wouldn't say that. I don't think so either. I but don't think I his mean, mobility is that different than Rodgers. How old is Rodgers? Rodgers is old. But, again, Rodgers and Brady are two of the oldest quarterbacks. You know, like Warren Moon played a long time. Most people don't play that long. Borg- That's just the way it is. More guys do now. I'm not saying he's going to play till he's 45. Oh. But, like, more, guy- more guys play into their mid and deep 30s and even 40s. Like, they're, they're already changing. Rodgers is 40. They're already changing how they're using yeah. Mahomes, too, after that ankle, inj- ankle injury last year. I also would wonder, who do you think is going to be the biggest roadblocks for Patrick Mahomes within the conference or his division going forward? I don't know. Is he going to trounce Lamar this weekend? Josh Allen, he already owns. Postseason, he owns. Head-to-head, they've honestly, their, their matchups are probably closer than you realize, but he's won, the, he's won the ones that matter. I mean, Burrow, maybe. Burrow bested him before. So maybe. 
Does it, that, I, I think that those things matter. Can does, it, like, does, he have guys, <laughs> does he have guys in his own class who are, the way we talk about Josh Allen, where we're like, it really does feel like at some point Josh Allen might just not go anywhere in terms of close to a Super Bowl because Mahomes is there. Is there anybody out there that's like that for Mahomes? Mahomes is clearly far and away the best quarterback in the league right Stroud now. Stroud maybe someday? Is there any, yeah, I mean, Stroud looks great in his rookie year. Is there anybody who's going to really challenge that? In a serious way to I mean, keep him from that. So Joe far, Flacco. So far, no. So far, no. Burrow got one off of him. But, you know, you want to talk about a guy who's missed a crap ton of time. I it's know. Burrow. It's not, hey, it's not please, Mahomes. Please, please. Let's it's not Burrow. do that. Let's not do that here. So, I don't uh, think he's playing until he's I'm just saying, like, people say that all the time about Mahomes. Like, oh, I don't know how long he's going to play. I mean, he never misses time. In fact, he came back from his injury that year. And won, did he win a Super Bowl that year? Did he make a Super Bowl? I'm trying to remember how that all went down. I think he did win that year. Yeah. I mean, and he was playing, he's clearly dinged up and playing through an injury. And I agree with Mego. He, they, they're already using him differently. He doesn't run. He's never been like Lamar or like what Jaden Daniels is going to be in the regular season, but he used to run more. Now he picks his spots. And so to me, I think he can play into his mid to late thirties. And if he plays till he's 40, like Aaron Rodgers is doing, and I don't think his mobility is that different. Yeah, he can, he can catch Brady. He the, can. Chief, the Chiefs and Mahomes can catch the Patriots. I think the Chiefs and Mahomes can catch the Patriots. I don't see the Chiefs ever letting Mahomes go unless Mahomes does some crazy Aaron Rodgers crap and, like, starts being, like, you know, the, I don't maybe, know. Maybe I don't, he views himself like he's LeBron. I can I can go anywhere and win. Maybe he wants to Mahomes be. Mahomes could catch him by 35. I mean, you that's know. What, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not – you don't have to play till you're 40. Like, he could, he could do that if, if – Number one, he stays healthy. If the Chiefs continue to, you know, invest in the team and, and do what they have been doing with this team, well, but he's he's got that ability. Absolutely. He's in the AFC title game every year, mm-hmm. every year, literally. That's why my question is like, who is in his class that is gonna? I'm not even saying I don't the think draft class, but in his class around that age group that's gonna prevent him from it. Brady, if he unretires, like other, otherwise, no one else. Way. Hey, Patriots fans, who's gonna be your hero? <laughs> To take well, down yeah. Mahomes. Well, this is what I'm asking. How afraid are you of Mahomes? How much are you rooting for Lamar this weekend? Hello there. 617-779-7937. There's so many songs about rainbows. Super Bowls. Uh, Jack is in Maine. Go ahead, Jack. Hi. I'm just not – do you hate Patriots fans? No, I don't hate Patriots fans, but just you said – are you one of these it fans does. that think no, nobody can catch Tom Brady? Because I got news for you. This guy might. No, not at all. I'm a guy who likes football. Okay. And I Ex- love well, excuse me, Jack. Mahomes. Okay. Right. That football stuff? Mahomes is a great player. So if, if Mahomes... So I should hate Babe... Sorry, I hate Babe Ruth because Roger Maris was beat his record? I don't quite get Come the on. analogy, but... Ja- so, Jack, Jack, if, huh? if Mahomes matches... Right, that's an individual oh, yeah. record, not a team-winning record. If, if he matches Brady, you won't feel defensive territorial about Brady in any way? Not at all. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't You're believe a Patriots fan, right? I, I'm not. not. I don't at all. I don't believe Patriots fans who Yo, say that. Is that a main accent? That was, that, that witness witness protection set him up there, maybe. a different from... direction than I thought. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, Al, What's the matter, you? Al is in Everett. Uh, very big on uh, on Tom Brady. Go ahead, Al. I'm calling about Belichick, guys, but real quick on Mahomes. Do you know Mahomes would have four rings in his first five years start? No one says talks about this. If it wasn't for Brady, Brady stopped him twice. Four rings in his first five years starting, if not for the greatest 
quarterback yeah. of all time. That's a good like point. That. I like point. that argument. Well done, Al. No, it's a good. No it's one, a, no it's, one ever mentions it. No one a, ever mentions it. But it's anyway. a good. Well, it's, I mean, he also he also won one in the meantime, but that's fine. He didn't have to go directly through Brady. So I get your point. What, what's your point about Bill? So so anyway, so you got you got Eric and Ashland who called a little while ago, Josie, and he's like all my friends out there that, that sided with the wrong guy. You know, four years ago, and 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 bad mouth Brady because he was gone. Eric and Ashley, he, now the excuse is that Belichick can't get a job because of his social injustice deficiencies. <laughs> hey, Eric, are you listening? He can't get a job because he's one of the worst coaches in NFL history <laughs> without a billion dollar lottery ticket. Okay, so it feels a touch strong there, Al. Um, is it possible? Is it possible that Kraft is? Telling people don't hire him? I don't think so. Even if he was. You don't think so? No. Why? Why? What do he, what, because he's scared to go up against Belichick? No, it's just personal between, you don't think it's personal between Robert and Bill right now? it's personal, but I think he probably just wants him out of his hair. Okay, so maybe not. How about how about let me rephrase? Even if they are the other owners, like, if they wanted to say, thing. bleep you, Robert, not, we're going to Okay, fine. How about if it's not this? What if it takes some money off the contract? How about if it's this? How about it's not don't hire him? How about if it's just, you sure you want to work with that guy? Oh let me, yeah. Let me let me tell you some stories about him. Let me tell you some stories about what it's like dealing with him. Like, I'm sure think, those have been out for years. Well, probably, yeah. but like no one really had to go through and hire him before. But to, so, to Arkan's point, I don't think he needs to go on a smear tour for Bill, other than the little smear tour he did immediately hours after that weird press conference. Love uh, a good smear tour. I'm not. I'm not ruling any of it out. By uh, the way, Bill, worse than Rich Kotite uh, without uh, Tom Brady there. <laughs> worse than worse than the history of the league. In all seriousness. That was a take. In it all seriousness. Tom.com. How how many oh, I should have plugged was that his, website. his website? Yeah, my mistake. Yeah. I completely sorry, forgot, I forgot to do that. Who's it was. Alan Everett's back big lately. How could you oh, forget? Yeah. I am sorry, I forgot the author of the website. If you want more takes like that, uh please go to itwastom.com uh for more info on uh, Brady and Belichick. Uh, 617-779-7937. You shaking in your boots at all for Patrick Mahomes? He wins this weekend. You will be. Don't don't tell me if Mahomes is in another Super Bowl, you're ready for two weeks of Brady versus Mahomes and that in your face? You don't want that. I don't think. Tell me. Uh, we'll get to your feedback coming up. And we have Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston standing by. He joins us right after Trending with Arkin. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Play EEI, play Jones. <laughs> this is Jones and Mako. Yeah, I hate Jones, Alexa. On WEI. The interesting thing about Duggar, I just wanted to chip in really quickly there. We know the defensive staff here, which looks like it will remain intact to some degree, really likes Kyle Duggar. They think he's one of the best safeties in football. And I wonder if this is a flashpoint, not predicting doom and gloom or anything, but this will be an interesting test case for this brain trust as it currently stands. Does the front office personnel, whether it's Elliot Wolf, Matt Groh, or both of them together, look at Kyle Duggar and say, we already have Jabril Peppers. Mm -hmm. We just drafted Marte Mapu. I know you love him, Gerard but we might have to move on because he's a little too expensive. That would be one of the most fascinating conversations, in my opinion, to occur this offseason here. Phil Perry last night on Early Edition. I am starting to really resent a couple of narratives that are popping up with the Patriots. 
Number one is the most obvious. If Mac Jones is back, so help me God. And we talked about if Bill doesn't get the job in Atlanta and McDaniels doesn't go to him, uh, with him to Atlanta, then maybe McDaniels can come back here. And you better believe if McDaniels is the OC, there's a chance Mac Jones is your quarterback. So that's number one. Number two is this idea, and it stemmed from Gerard Mayo's appearance on this station on Monday morning about, quote-unquote, burning cash. They're going to use all their money on their own guys, which I hate. I hate Kyle Duggar is going to be a big test case for the Patriots in the new regime this offseason. Why? Move on. You should have traded him at the deadline last year. Same thing with Unwenyu, who I know you like, Mego. Or why can't we keep Unwenyu? Because I just I don't get why I'm running it back. If if you sign one of them, I'm not going to kick and scream. Okay. But if the idea is we're bringing these guys back and this is going to be a big chunk of our money and this is what smart teams do and they retain their players and then they draft well and they don't bring in guys from other organizations and blah, 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 blah. I hate that. I, I saw this team with Mike and Wenyu and Kyle Duggar last year and Hunter Henry and everybody else. And you know what it was? Four wins and crappy. So I'm not real interested in running that back. I would rather save my money and spend it on the guys we talked about earlier this week. Invested elsewhere, yeah. Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins, et cetera, et cetera. Putting that toward, type of money towards a safety at all is ridiculous. Like, there's that's a ridiculous choice to make for this I team. think it's a big calculation in it is whether you think any of these guys are going to take a hometown deal. Like, if anybody actually wants to be here and you're going to get them for cheaper than well, maybe you. if you go out and get somebody on the open let market. Let me ask you, and I believe Jeremy Fowler reported last week that Omwenyu is not likely to return. Probably because he wants to make a bunch yeah, of money. Because he knows he's going to market himself as a tackle and make a boatload of cash. Okay, but this is what I'm saying. If they were taking hometown discounts, and this is not true across the board, other Patriots have returned. You know, Devin McCourty shopped himself around and came back. Uh, Dante Hightower is another one. There, there's others. You know, they let Edelman go to the Giants. Also a little different when Brady's there right. and competing for championships, right. but what? continue. They offered Edelman no money. They almost lost out on him. He went to the Giants. The Giants also offered him nothing, and he said, I'll go back and, and play with the Patriots. So that's worked before for the Patriots to say it'll never work it is not accurate. But largely, a guy gets to free agency, he's probably not taking your discount. Hightower, that happened with, too. I just right? said him. Oh, you did? Okay, yes. Remember. So <laughs> I, they're probably not taking your discount. So you're probably overpaying for them is my point. I'm not overpaying for Mike Mwenyu. Yeah, I'm, I'm not overpaying that, for Kyle Duggar. calculation. Yeah. So I, that started to pop up over the last week. It's like, oh, Gerard Mayo says on Monday they're going to burn their cash. And by when, yesterday, Arkan, you weren't here. But Bedard's like, gee, just re-sign your guys and start working the compensatory draft formula. And Phil's like, I think Kyle Duggar is a big test case for this team. Why are we even talking about these guys? Do you know what it feels Why like? Why are we even talking about them? Feels like a staycation. It feels like when you have time off and you're right. like, instead of going I on like a, a trip. I like a staycation, though. So, I'm with, I saw well, Ryan give a thumbs up. I kind of no, like a staycation. Well, I don't go, like this. Instead of going on a trip somewhere, like it's February break. Hey, kids, instead of going to the Bahamas, hanging out on the beach, having little drinks out of coconuts, we're going to have a staycation. Oh, my God. We're going to go cross-country skiing over in Weston. And then we're going to go to the movie theater. Then we're going to Great Wolf Live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you're like, no, that sucks. If they Wait, spend all their what? money. No, I want to get out of here. I want something different. I need a break from this. If they spend all their money on bringing these bums back, just so I can watch another bum-ass 4-5 win team, I'm out. I'm so out. Not like I was really in in the first place, though. Uh, you can vote. Our big question of the day. Uh, a report indicates Bill Belichick may not be the favorite in Atlanta. It was Adam Schefter. Do you hate Patriots fans? I mean, the more I Do hear you? this, the more I hear this, maybe. Uh, if the Falcons don't hire Bill, he should retire forever, take a year off, 
go do television, which Curran was the one who floated that a couple of weeks ago. He's joining us about five minutes from now, so stay tuned for that. Or beg for his job back. You can vote at Jones and Mego. Uh, we've also discussed the idea of Patrick Mahomes, how scary he is for Patriots fans. Tony in Rhode Island, is he scary? Uh, Mahomes, no. Only because regardless of how many accolades he could get before his career is over, Brady already beat him in the AFC Championship game, and he already beat him in the Super Bowl, where Mahomes couldn't even get his team into the end zone. So Mahomes already had his shot against Brady. It's the closest thing we got to see LeBron versus Mike, and Brady outperformed him. So this is already where Patriots fans are moving the goalposts to. Beat him so in Tampa, too. Yeah. So even if even if Mahomes wins eight, mm-hmm. let's say Mahomes wins eight. He did win head-to-head. It doesn't matter because they weren't head-to-head. So I uh, to make an analogy here, I like tennis. And so, you know, you'll hear this periodically. I think it's pretty dumb, but you'll hear this periodically. You know, oh, well, well, Djokovic uh, really came in after Nadal or something like I, that. I hear this all the time. Yeah, it, nonstop you hear this, right? <laughs> and so, you know, you're watching Australian Open coverage, as I have been, or whatever. Uh, Novak Djokovic. Do- right. <laughs> Fourier huge on this take. And so, you know, you'll hear this, and it's like, oh, well, how did they do head-to-head? And it's like, well, they were contemporaries. Mahomes won two while Brady was in the league. So, like, he didn't go through Brady every single time, but he won two while Brady was in the league, and Brady was busy, you know, losing on Wild Card Weekend last year while Mahomes won the thing. That doesn't count for Mahomes? So, I understand that, but just that tells me you're a little afraid that you already have that, li- that lined up. That argument lined up for a decade from now already tells me you're more afraid than you're letting on. So, you don't hate Patriots fans, you just hate Tom Brady. I, I just hate that Patriots fans can't say, yeah, Mahomes scares me a little bit. I'm a little, I'm a little, it will make me feel like my era, my dynasty that a lot of my self-worth is tied up in. uh, It it makes me feel worse if Mahomes takes that away from me. Just admit it. This is how I feel about Joe Gibbs. It's not that bad. It's not that bad of a thing to admit. You should be a little afraid of Patrick Mahomes to say you're not is foolish. No, he doesn't scare me. He'll never catch Brady. But even, but if he does... Brady beat him twice, so it doesn't even count. No, he'll never catch Brady because Brady beat him twice. I mean, if, it is impossible to catch him. If Mahomes wins 10, but Brady beat him head-to-head twice, sorry, irrelevant, sorry. does not matter. Head-to-head. Expect the Bengals to rattle Mahomes. No, you're, you, trust me, you are hoping. You're hoping that Ma- Mahomes. That the Bengals rattle Mahomes. Excuse me, me Holmes is rattled is what you're hoping. For. Bird beat Jordan in 86, so, you know. He's better than Jordan, I guess. Thank you. Right? Great yeah. point. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Although, if I am being consistent now that you bring up the Celtics, I do. Uh, the Celtics, you know, didn't didn't do a lot of going through the Lakers for their championship. I love this text line says, "Thank they you, Mego." My wife suggested we go to Puerto Rico. I was on board for that. Then she said, "We should just go to North Conway." I was <laughs> like, "Hell no!" Uh, no, they went through the Lakers once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still went through them. Yeah, but the Lakers beat them twice is my only point. Yeah. And so I, I use similar. Uh, Lakers I'll, beat them more than they beat them, but yeah. they still beat the I'm Lakers. I'm saying I use, I, use, I use similar logic when I apply to Celtics-Lakers, so maybe I need to rethink Arcan's this. has been back for 90 minutes. We just had our first reference, no, I, the I, Celtics. In defense of Arcan, I brought that up. You encouraged it. Jan is in Salem. Go ahead, Jan. Jan. Maybe Jan's not in Salem. Hello? Hi, Jan. Hi, Jan. Hello. Hi. Hey, Jan. You Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. We hear you. Okay. You know, you was talking about um, Robert Kraft. He went to other people, not to hire Bill. I believe it. You believe it? I'm with you, Jan. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Jan, where are you from? Well, originally I'm from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay, I was kind of hoping it was going to be Maryland, Jan, and then we could ask you how you pronounce the word woof. (laughs) 
Uh, but okay, so you're you're with me on this. Good, good. You're 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 with me, Jim. Say it again. No, I I, I screwed up. Yeah. Well, how would you say wolf? Wolf. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Said it three this, times. this is my people. She said it like me, right? Jan's with me. I, I like, love Jan. I like Jan up in Salem. At first, I couldn't tell if Jan was really old or really young. <laughs> I was like, well, I was stuck. I couldn't she tell. She was just from Oklahoma. Yeah, wait, just which from one? Oklahoma. Wait, wait, which? I didn't. Which what did one you, did you land on? What did you, yeah, what did you land on? What no, you she's think? just from Oklahoma. I think that's, you know, I don't know. I still Oklahoma am not totally Jan. sure. I don't, think she, I don't think she was extremely young. At the, in the very time. beginning, I thought maybe there was like a child calling. You know what? Don't listen to Arkan. <laughs> Call back Oh, I'm the only Oklahoma one who thought Jan. that. Okay, please. I don't please. think she's extremely young. Please. How old do you think people think you sound? Uh, today, yeah. not not very this young. week, not very young. <laughs> this guy talking about how old? How old's Doc Rivers? Look, I don't get that many people agreeing with me. So Jan, you you call back anytime, Jan. You call back anytime. Uh, anybody who agrees with me, right to the front of the line. That's how it works. Uh, we have uh, we have to jump this gentleman to the front of the line. It's Tommy Curran Hi. of NBC Sports Boston. Uh, he is brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. How we doing, Tommy Curran? Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, you know, I do I do have a soft spot there for Jan, uh, but I also have a soft spot for Tommy Curran. What what are the Patriots going to burn their cash on this offseason, Tom? I'm guessing offense, and one would hope that the burning would exist on the offensive line. And I wonder if Gerard Mayo is going to come to regret that offhand three-word phrase as much as the Red Sox regret full throttle. It's just, it was a little too glib, I think. I think the bigger part of that quote to the Greg Hill show was 1,000% we're going to bring in talent. And I think that that is an announcement that, you know, maybe the Chris Boards of the world might not be the imports that are viewed as, hey, look what we got, a new special teamer. So to me, I think that the recognition of we need to upgrade everything especially on offense and that requires spending money is the big takeaway from that tommy regardless of whether the patriots get a quarterback high in the draft lower in the draft somewhere in the draft do you think that they will try or do you think that they should try to go out and get a veteran to be in that room either as a bridge starter or even just as someone to help along a rookie quarterback yeah, absolutely, especially with the uncertainty right now as to who's going to be the offensive coordinator and who's going to be the quarterback's coach. If you are going to go with a fledgling offensive coordinator who's never done the job, then you need somebody to maybe help in that quarterback's room because maybe the quarterback's coach is new as well. There's just so much unanswered, and right now there's a lot of – fledgling people like for instance nick cayley he's a tight ends coach he might have offensive coordinator visions he might have aspirations and the patriots have had him in to interview but he's never coached quarterbacks and that seems to be an important aspect of the job in quarterback development especially if you're going to take a top three pick and use it on a quarterback so i think a veteran quarterback makes sense and i i keep circling back to the presence of Mac Jones. I spoke to Mark Dominic, who's a former GM today. He's on the podcast and former ESPN analyst. And he's not acquainted with the climate here toward Mac Jones. But on the face of it, he's exactly right when you say, why would you move on from Mac Jones when he's under contract? Who's that? That was me. Oh, no. This is where I thought this was going. This is what he said. He said, why would you want to move on? 
no, not move on and leave him as a friggin' starter, but move on. If you have a bridge quarterback in house who could go out and play the position, what? Then why would you move on from him if he's under contract? It's because of your evidence for the prosecution here. You're the reason. Because the climate is so toxic for him, he can't stay, even though there is viability to keeping him until the end of his contract. Mm -hmm. Because you can't trade him. You can't trade him. He doesn't make a lot of money. He knows how to play the position. Didn't play it so good one year. Played it really good two years ago. But just move on because everyone says, no, no. So should we be reading into this then, Tom, the fact that they haven't uh, agreed to anybody with an offensive coordinator position yet that this is not an attractive job for that for that particular especially in the case of uh you know like Kaylee who's got other interviews in other places would you say the Patriots job is one of the less attractive ones for an offensive coordinator I cannot imagine that other teams are beating down the door to bring in Nick Kaylee and announce him as their offensive coordinator if Nick Kaylee or Zach Robinson were offered the job here with the blank canvas that is this offense and the amount of money they have to spend, and the third overall pick. I don't think that there's a lack of attractiveness for a young offensive coordinator. Now, maybe you might look at it askance if you're looking at the entire situation and saying, who's in charge over there? If you have that luxury because you're an experienced offensive coordinator, say Dan Pitcher, for instance, going from quarterback's coach to offensive coordinator in Cincinnati, who wouldn't want to work with Joe Burrow and a coach in Zach Taylor who's coached in the Super Bowl in a place that you're familiar with? But I think overall, if you are making a, you know, an upward move to offensive coordinator, then I think the Patriots would be an attractive spot, although there is uncertainty. If you're making a lateral move or you think that you're coveted elsewhere, then you can start comparing apples to apples. I just don't think right now that you, you use Nick Cayley as an example. I just don't think that teams are ready to unveil him and say, this is our new offensive coordinator over Kellen Clemens, for instance. Uh, Adam Schefter today said, and and it sounded like he was kind of speaking off the cuff. He didn't deliver this as a report. Uh, But he said Bill is not the favorite in Atlanta. And he cited, uh, well, Bill doing a second interview, leaving, having other candidates come in. So again, just just to, I think, represent it properly, I think he was more speaking off the cuff than delivering it as a report. What are you hearing with Bill in Atlanta, and is it as simple as Belichick wants the power and Arthur Blank is balking at giving it to him? I don't know if Arthur Blank might be the one balking as much as it might be the folks around Arthur Blank. So Rich McKay, Terry Fontenot, those names. Yeah, anybody who wants to look at the record of the Patriots over the past five seasons and even going further back in the draft and say, look, Arthur, I know you're enamored with Bill. And whether there were conversations prior to his press conference here in New England or not, where he stood up and they had a mutual parting of the ways and it was cozy, you know, did did Bill feel as if that was a done deal with Arthur Blank and, and the Atlanta Falcons? And then after interviewing, maybe the folks who advised Arthur Blank said, you, you really, everybody, everything's going to change here, Arthur. He's going to change everything, and if you want to have it change, he isn't the layup that you think he is. Look at this, this, and this. So, and under one, what auspices is Bill going in there? Is he running everything, changing the culture, um, and making $25 million or not? 
So I would, and we talked about this during the season. I didn't think the market for Bill was going to be exceptional because of all the things that he brought with him in terms of demands and his recent track record. Uh, Going back to the Patriots really quick, Tom, do you think that it matters very much with this offense, whether you bring in a fresh face in terms of an offensive coordinator who hasn't had the title before or someone like Josh McDaniels, if he doesn't go with Bill to Atlanta because that falls through on Bill's end, is there an advantage to having Josh McDaniels over, say, a Nick Kelly or Zach Robinson? Yes. On its face, there would be an advantage to having somebody who has, speaking generally, on the face of it, if you hire somebody who has head coaching experience, who knows where the potholes are, the obstacles, the scheduling, the practices, the travel, you know, all of those things that enter into being a head coach that Gerard is not accustomed to dealing with, yes. So that, in general, Mega, would would make sense. But is this individual, say it was Josh, he's been a two-time head coach. Would his advice on potholes or pratfalls be heated by Gerard, or would Gerard say, you know what, I kind of want to do it this way. This is the way I want to do it. And then would that cause hard feelings one way or the other? Or if Gerard was wrong, would there be a temptation to say, eh, I kind of should have done it my way? Or would Gerard then say, would it, there is such complexity, I think, to bringing Josh McDaniels back that it has to be really scrutinized by both sides. And there has to be an extreme comfort level with what the roles are and what the pecking order is. So to me, that is something that, on the face of it, you have a guy who's coached in however many Super Bowls. He has head coaching experience. He understands so much that he could offer. But what's the climate between the two individuals, and what's the direction of the franchise post-Bill? Is it you know, just a little fork in the road? Is it a full spin away from what they've always been doing? All that stuff has to be established. Tom, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about a report. I think last week in The Athletic, Brock Purdy told uh, Matt Barrows at The Athletic that the Niners wanted to bring in Brady last year, um, and they they were considering bringing in Brady. They tried to bring in Brady. Uh, What's your understanding as to how far that got? And obviously Brady doesn't sound like he had much appetite for it, but how, how far down the road did that get? I don't think it got very far down the road in terms of just what I know about Brady's disposition toward continuing to play. I think he really wants to launch himself into the media and into that job. I think he's going to be good at it, but that's a side con- side <laughs> conversation. Um, and I think that that was off the table. Now, I do know that when the Minnesota Vikings suffered an injury at the quarterback position this year, there was a you know very informal reach out as to whether or not he'd be interested. Um, and he wasn't really, up, and he wasn't even really up on who their personnel was and whether they were a good team or not. But he at least asked that question. So he asked them. I, I don't think he, he said, "Well, who's even on the team?" No, I don't think he even asked them. Didn't even get to to a conversation directly with them. So, um, Tom, just real quick before you leave, uh, the blank canvas that you talked about here with this team is one that I think is probably the most intriguing part of this entire offseason now for the Patriots, and we're still not really sure 
what the front office structure is. Is there any update on that? Do you have any sort of rumblings going on about how that's going to be handled or if Belichick getting hired away is going to change up who the personnel people are going to be? Is, is there any update there? Yeah, that's a great question as to specifically Mac Rowe. If Bill gets hired, does Mac Rowe go to Atlanta? Or does Terry Fontenot stay there and Mac Rowe stays through the draft? Or does Elliot Wolf have enough intel to run it by himself? Every indication I got, Christian, was that through the draft, they'll probably stay put with the people that they have, barring a hiring of Bill that brings individuals with them. So to me, you're looking at a power structure with Gerard as the final say person at this juncture, just based on what he said with you guys. And also Elliot Wolf was the first name he mentioned and Mac Rowe as well are also involved in it. So it's the power structure and personnel is Elliot Wolf and Mac Rowe right now. Okay. Interesting. We'll leave it there. He's Tommy Curran, NBC sports, Boston. Check out his work. Quick slants. Patriots Talk podcast, of course, his appearances here throughout the week on WEEI, both with Jones and Mego with Arcan, and also with Gresham Fourier. Tom, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next Thursday. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, right. Thank Tommy you, Tom. Curran, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. So there was a, at least an informal conversation between Brady and the Vikings last year, and he didn't know their personnel, which just that doesn't sound like a guy who's ready to broadcast national television games now, does it? Oh, well, he's taking a gap here. I, I guess. I just what's he what's he been doing for the last? He doesn't know a roster in the NFL. One of the thirty-two. That's kind of your job, is it he's not? Taking some Tom time. Okay, interesting. Uh, I want to. I was Justin looking, Jefferson. Who is <laughs> who that? Is this Justin Jefferson. Guy? Wow, he's pretty good. Way to Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson. A lot of sons on that team. Uh, I want to get into something he said about Arthur Blank as well. Like, hey, uh, Arthur, you know the whole thing's going to change around here in Atlanta. I want to get into that. Plus, uh, the Celtics, <laughs> Joe Mazzula had some very interesting comments. Uh, who's the biggest threat to the Celtics? Something Scal told us yesterday as well. With all your phone calls on the Patriots, Bill Belichick, uh, Patrick Mahomes, how terrified are you of him? We'll get to it next. Now, more of Jones and Mego on WEEI. I don't think they're competing with us. I think, first of all, we haven't won. So, like, I don't know why anybody's competing with us. We haven't won championships since 2008. So, like, we're certainly not the standard. Uh, so we're we're chasing people just as much as you know people may say they're chasing us. You know what I mean? Like I don't we don't even look at it in that standpoint. It's like we just have to keep that healthy balance of knowing we're a really good team, but there's also other really good teams. And how do we match up against them? And you know how do we continue to get better as a team? You know what I mean? That was Joe Mazzula yesterday. We played that for you very late in the show. I mean, we haven't won anything since 2008. Even I winced at that a little bit. I was like, ooh. Harsh. You're not wrong, but that's like that's like a talk radio bullet point. I didn't expect the Celtics head coach to be saying that. So that felt otherwise I loved the comment and I have no problem with him even bringing up the 2008 thing. I just I was surprised he went there. That's not typically what I would expect a coach to say. But in general, I, I like the message. We haven't won anything. Stop acting like we won something. And, you know. I think Tatum and Jalen Brown are offenders of this as well, but I think the biggest offender of that is gone. And so maybe they don't have to worry about it as much. We haven't won anything. I don't know why people view us as the favorite. Scal? Yes, Scal. Uh, so I, they are the favorite. They should be viewed as the favorite. But I, I like that he's trying to, I think, bring his players back down to earth a little bit. I was still surprised he brought up the 2008 thing. Maybe there's a little bit of that going on in the locker room then? What? 
He said he's trying to bring his players back down. I think to he's earth. just gone. I don't know. I don't or know if it's he, going is on. He it's trying go- to be sassy with a reporter. Maybe it's gone on. I hope the, it's the former. It's gone on in the past, Arkan. Right? Yeah. You agree with that? Absolutely, it has. And by the way, they're the best team in the league this year. They're probably pretty high on themselves. Yeah. This is a, exactly the type of message yeah. that they should be getting. Like, look, I mean. Okay, maybe don't be so high on yourself after the Arcan Jinx took offense. Okay, but I, but I, Den- with I, the Denver I agree, game. but you don't think this Jinx group got me too. You don't think this group maybe needs to be checked every once in that? I think he's trying to check them. They're thirty-four and ten. They have the best scoring differential in the NBA, and so you know I wouldn't be surprised if they were sniffing their farts a little bit. Gross. And he says, "Yeah, you know, uh, you know, they've won one championship in my lifetime, basically." Like he's talking like a talk radio host. So I just I'm surprised he went there. Uh, meanwhile, Scal speaking of Brian Scalabrini, is a little afraid of one team in the East, and it is not, excuse you, Scal, and it is not his former head coach, Doc Rivers, who he defended vehemently yesterday, taking over the Milwaukee Bucks. No questions about Terry Rozier, the sneakiest trade move so, with the Adrian Griffin well, news. Okay, I was going to ask. Make God, a big shut deal up. for the Celtics? <laughs> that makes, he's, a, he's a Miami Heat player all the way. Like bigger, bigger threat, Scal. Bigger threat, Miami or Milwaukee. Miami, and I don't think they're done. I think they're going to go out and get somebody else. So, like, um, I, I Terry Rozier, I, mark my words. I mean, I could be wrong. I was wrong about Miami last year, by the way. I, I didn't realize how bad Tyler Hero was when he played and how much better they were going to be without him. But um, he he's good. Like, Terry Rozier is going to fit in perfect with that. He's got that edge to him. Like, him and Jimmy Butler in the playoff series is going to be scary. So, I don't think they're they're not better than us. Probably not better than Philly, but maybe they could beat Philly. But, man, that's a scary team. And uh, Scary Terry is probably going to be back in the playoffs. Okay. I agree with him, by the way. I agree only because Doc is a choker. And I don't want to overstate coaching in the NBA. But when you've lost 10 straight, I had to update this to Scal yesterday, Arkin. I said nine straight game sevens. I actually had, I to, I had to correct this. I thought you weren't listening yesterday. Okay. I, had to, I had to correct this with Scal uh, that it's actually 10 straight game sevens. Never and, Scal. And as Joe Mazzula pointed out, you haven't won since 2008. Um, so I fear Miami more, but what what I latch on to, I'm not really terrified of of Scary Terry. Mm-mm. What I latch on to is him saying they're not done. Like that, to me, perked up a little bit. Uh, Mego asked him point blank, who are they getting? Who? But I don't, I, don't think, I don't think they're done either. He didn't answer. He did not. I'm not sure that they're done either, but even if they are done with Terry Rozier, even if they hadn't traded for Terry Rozier, I'd still consider the Heat to be as scary of a team that's out there. They just they have your number when it comes to these playoff series, and they have for some time now. Even when you're hands down the better team, even when you're more talented, even when you should not have any sort of trouble with them, and they're the eighth seed. I mean, they beat Milwaukee last year. Even if the Bucks still had Budenholzer or Adrian Griffin or whoever, I'd still think the Heat were a, a scarier team for the Celtics. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so you can jump in on this, 617-779-793-7. right now that he, I just said he, that. Uh, no, I know. He right, like how do you he didn't not like Scal saying it yesterday. this yet? How do you not accept the Heat thing yet? The, like, the Heat are a scary thing. team, and yes. they, they beat a, a shorthanded Milwaukee Bucks team. If okay, Giannis is healthy in that last series year. last year, they, okay. they, they, they the never get that. Yeah. You never get that. Ryan. Can you explain what happened in the Eastern Conference Finals I don't know why year. you guys are so gung-ho about me admitting that the Heat are a better team than Ryan. they are. They're not. Ryan, then who, who is the biggest threat? And I, I, don't, I didn't hear Scal say he was picking Miami over the Celtics. I'm not picking Miami over the Celtics. Who is their biggest threat in the East? Uh, themselves. That's not an, oh, it's not an acceptable on, answer. There's this here. really frightening team. They won the in-season okay. tournament. I'll, so I then, haven't slept So since. if you're afraid of the Celtics beating themselves, then you are afraid of Miami. I'm not afraid.
afraid of Miami. Because Miami's the kind the, Miami's the kind of team that's going to make the Celtics beat themselves. Honest as it stands right now, out of all the teams that are up there in the East, I would look at Philadelphia and go, eh. Embiid's playing well now. I don't know if they, I don't broadcast them doing that, you know, down the road. But if I have to, since you guys are so yes. insistent on me picking, I will say Philadelphia. Well, yeah, the Celtics is not an acceptable answer. So Phil, Philly's I your answer say, for now. I'll say Philadelphia, and I say it with a shrug. We're doing radio. I shrug <laughs> when I say Philly because it's not the Miami Heat. Get that through your heads right now. Miami Heat are not winning anything. As the Twitch, same thing he said last. Year. As the Twitch chat, I was out. right. They didn't win anything. They won the Easter Beat your ass. Oh. <laughs> Pat Riley, Pat Riley, hang that banner. Okay, you're a big mean, Pat Riley fan, right, I mean, Mego? I mean, hang this, that banner up there. The I thought he wouldn't do that because he wins championships. Did you did you miss Joe? To. Did you miss Joe Mazzula? Joe Mazzula told you the Celtics don't win anything. Did you no, miss they that? haven't won anything. Okay. Uh, by the way, the Twitch chat points out it's Arkan Sixers. Is how we refer to them. Mm, yes. Oh true. yeah, right. Did you yeah, renounce them? Pictures. I probably did. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's I, not I honestly Knicks. don't remember. It's point. not the Cavs. I, the Bucks. No, the Bucks are. are He's are, actually just really in on James Harden. <laughs> so once Harden left, yeah. West Coast. West now Coast. There's some real teams out there. No, I agree. Look, I don't. This is part of my. The reason I am more afraid of Miami is I don't think there are that many good teams in the East. The teams that are actually scary, I agree with you, are the Western Conference. Celtics probably won't lose a game. You have. You have to respect side. Miami. No, I don't. You should. Let me say. You don't have to. You yeah, should. You don't have to, but you're wrong if you don't. Yeah, know. right. Just, I don't respect. You're just a fool Miami if you heat. don't. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three. The Magic are going to win that division. By the way, I said I want to get into something. Ooh, Tommy. That's it. I take it back. It's not Philly. It's the Orlando. Magic. Yeah, yeah. Orlando they, Magic. They hate Eddie House, so there's an extra grind. Uh, the Magic do kick the Celtics' ass no, like, they do. all the time. Yeah. Uh, not this year. Yeah, not this year. Exactly. But did they not? This year? I want. I wouldn't back. want them in the first no. round. Hey. I want to get back to something Tommy Curran said about Arthur Blank hey. and Bill Belichick. Just let me go to break, would you? I want to go to uh, Bill Belichick in Atlanta, something he said about Arthur Blank and uh, what the holdup is there. Let's circle back to it with your phone calls next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 